Hello and welcome to your Divine Uniqueness Show. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, Uniqueness, U-N-I-Q-U-E-N-E-S-S.com. Hello everyone, this is Monsef Afkar and thank you so much for joining us today in this new call of your divine uniqueness. Um, so yeah, very happy to, to connect with you again. Um, and also re- very happy that Patrick Proaska um, is back on the show. Uh, he's been with us, I think, um, several times, maybe three times before um, in previous uh, seasons. And like every time the experience with him was really, really profound and and phenomenal, like the the energy, that's the energy work and um, the messages that he shares and the activations that we experienced with him, like it was really, really powerful and we received like really amazing feedback from you guys. So um, yeah, very excited, excited that he's back with us today. Um, and today we will be talking about um, enhancing our intuition um, and how we can tap into this, these abilities um, with, with our intuitive to our um, tap into our intuitive abilities with more ease and more grace, um, and also activate like our our advanced um, intuitive talents. Um, so yeah, it's very very exciting topic and also very um, important because like throughout the course that we did, um, we talked about receiving our own guidance and also question about that um, and how many times like especially during challenging times it's. Um, it seems a little bit harder to to get the the messages and the guidance that we need. Um, So yeah, this is why I really feel that um, this subject, it's important to to all of us. Um, Yeah, and before we start, just for those of you who are new to Patrick, I will share with you a little bit about him. So Patrick is the creator of the Lightbridge system for healing and empowerment, which, which he teaches through Lightbridge Academy. In his private practice, he has helped thousands of clients discover and embrace their inherent power and charisma. With a master's degree in religion in ancient India, plus extensive training in several healing systems, he is an expert in the interplay of science and spirituality. He is the author of, the, of Brain Cells, Escape Your Mental Prisons, and other books on healing, uh, on energy healing. Um, so yeah, with that, Patrick, welcome to the show. Very happy to have you back with us. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's a joy to be back with you again. I really appreciate it. Beautiful. So yeah, uh, very excited about our subject today. Um, maybe just before we start, if you can share with us a little bit more about um, the energy work that you do, maybe the new things that you created and. Um, maybe for for our audience who didn't experience your um, energy healing, because I feel like from our experience with you here on the show in the past, it was really really uh, powerful. So I would love if you can share a little bit about that. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. I would really love to dive into that. <laughs> uh, so Lightbridge is an energy healing system that I developed that's similar in some ways to Theta Healing, but it has Reiki elements as well. And essentially what I do with people is I use intuition and other techniques to figure out what their limiting belief systems are 
and help them purge those those belief systems and replace them with something better. But the way I work is not slow and meticulous. I don't go through individually belief by belief trying to figure out what the blockages are. I practice something called belief sculpting. And belief sculpting essentially involves massaging people's belief systems to bring them into deeper alignment with what they believe in their in their deep core, that is, in their higher self. So Lightbridge is all about all about um, opening up your deep connection, deep awareness, and um, deep wisdom that you have access to through your higher self, and bringing that into your your current egoic persona, that is, your your current personality. Now, the fact of the matter is you are your higher self. You're never disconnected from your higher self. The only difference between you and your higher self is the fact that you in your current egoic persona, you have limiting belief systems and people have imposed their will on you. You've got all of these phony limitations and expectations that you're supposed to live in accordance with. You have emotional trauma. You have a lot of baggage. And therefore, human beings, we, we tend to wear masks where we hide portions of ourselves. We don't have really good perspective on the way the world works. So we're, it's like we're wearing goggles or tinted lenses, like you might be wearing poverty lenses right now. And we all have body armor. And uh, the higher self has none of that. So this is all about helping you shed all of the body armor and the goggles and the masks and the kick me signs and so forth that uh, prevent you from living as your higher self. Um, does that help? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, the way I work is when I connect with people energetically, I can sense into their energy field where the blockages are. And I can work in one of two ways. I can either help them identify what the beliefs are and shift the beliefs, or I can shift the energy on the level of the body's energetic matrix. So in some ways, that portion of it is similar to Reiki. And I find that doing both simultaneously, the uh, the hypnosis style work and the Reiki style work uh, together, it creates a really, really powerful um, experience for people. And if anyone on the call would like to experience this, and if you're in the place where you can experience it safely, that is, you're not driving, you're not chopping vegetables, you have no distractions, I'd love to do some work with you right now, right off the bat. So if you're in a, yeah, thank you. If you're in a, if you're in a safe space with no distractions and you're not driving or doing anything dangerous, please allow me to connect energetically with you and with your higher self. And as that connection is being set, simply turn inward and observe. If you have any thoughts or sudden emotions or physical pains rise to the surface, simply acknowledge them and let them go. Quite often when I work with people, a lot of 
gunk, a lot of junk from the subconscious mind starts leaving the body. A purge starts to happen. And the goal of what's coming up for release, the goal is to get rid of it. But our natural human response is to grab a hold of it and to analyze it and to figure out what it means and how it fits with our narrative. Um, when you do that, if something's coming up for release and you grasp a hold of it to analyze it, basically what you do is you reinstall it. So if anything comes up, just let it go. So let it flow out of you. Okay, and now let's lock in that connection with a very, very deep breath. Hold that for a moment. And release when you're ready. Okay, and I think just based on the energy that's in the collective consciousness right now and the energy that I'm feeling in a lot of people on the call, what I'm guided to do is um, my version of an energetic flu shot because there's a lot of fear energy in the mass consciousness right now about coronavirus and other illnesses and um and, and so forth. And uh, so what I'd like to do is through my energetic connection with you, simply install an ability to withstand viral and bacterial infections with grace and ease, to recover from them quickly if you do get sick, and to um, essentially process them in your body without spreading them to other people. So simply allow this energy field shift to happen within you. You can consider it a, an energetic flu shot if you would like, but uh, essentially it's just unconditional love healing energy that's designed to increase your physical resilience and your resistance to harmful uh, microbes. Beautiful. And in my practice, I, I do spend a lot of time and energy working on resilience because it's such a powerful thing for people to have. Resilience is your ability to recover after you've had a setback, and it's also your ability to um, not have the setback in the first place. So it's resistance to disease and it's quick recovery if you do have the disease. Uh, but it's nice to have resilience in every dimension of your life. So I'd like to use this energetic flu shot as a foundation and then expand it to give you resilience in every dimension of your life, whether it's love or sex or uh, career, dealing with your children, driving on the highway. Just make it so any and all setbacks you experience, you can recover from them with grace and ease and very quickly. Okay, beautiful. Now, everyone take a very deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. So just a couple of notes here before we go on. 
when I'm working with people energetically, they usually feel a little bit lightheaded. They feel like they're drifting off to sleep. They have this sense of comfortable numbness spreading through their body. And they also sometimes feel like they're disconnected from their body and, and uh, they're drifting away. There's often a feeling of effervescence kind of bubbling up in their physical body. So if you're feeling that, then that's awesome. That means that uh, the connection is set. But if you're not feeling it, that's not a problem. Everyone experiences energy differently. And it could be that there's some resistance or it could be that uh, the connection is there, but you're just not used to feeling it. So I'd love to hear from people about what your experience is with that. So Monsef and uh, everyone else, just take a really deep breath once again. Let's lock that in further. And release. Ah, so how did that feel for you? Um, it feels, uh, how do you say, like more grounding, more, um, uh, how do you say, taking me to, to a more peaceful state. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, the, the energy, I felt it in, in my crown chakra. This is what, where, uh, in general, I feel uh, mm -hmm. the energy when I do activations. Um, and it, it was like the energy, like it's it was not, like tingling and more like it's how to say, like calming my my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that was that was beautiful. Hmm. Thank you so much, and everyone, we would love also to to hear um, from you. What did you experience? You can uh, share it uh, with us on the webcast page, on the question box, and also later when we will take questions. Um, if you are on the phone, you will be able to to share with us your feedback. Um, all right, so so um, so Patrick, um, like I would love if we can talk about intuition and maybe in the beginning, what is the relationship between energy healing and intuition? Does that help us to enhance it even more and connect it to it more deeply? Absolutely. <laughs> so the the fact of the matter is everybody has intuition, and uh, it's built into the human brain. It's something that we all have access to, but for one reason or another, we either shut it down or we're taught by other people that we don't have it and therefore we just never trust it. Um, now, my experience when I was growing up, I was deeply, deeply, richly empathic and I was an energy sponge for everyone that I would encounter. And I would just like soak up their energies. And I was so confused by it because nobody ever told me what empathy or intuition was. So I assumed that all of these conflicting and powerful emotions that I was feeling and all of these bizarre random thoughts that were bouncing around in my head, I assumed that they were mine. And therefore, I was like crazy or broken or um you know, uncontrolled in some way. Uh, when the fact of the matter is, I was just open energetically and nobody had ever given me the tools to manage it properly. Uh, later on in, in my life, in my late 20s, early 30s, I started a career as a massage therapist and it was a very short-lived career. I couldn't do it for more than a couple of years because 
I was so empathic that it was making me sick. Touching other people for an extended period of time uh, probably felt good to them, but I would always just walk away from a massage session feeling like I'd been hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. And once again, it was because I was deeply empathic and nobody had ever told me what empathy was or how to manage it. And eventually when I got to the place where I realized that not only is none of that energy mine, but I can get rid of it. I don't have to take it on in the first place. I can allow it to pass through me or what's perfect for my career now, I can tap into the energy and feel it, but never let it cling to my body. Uh, So I can intuitively and empathically connect with another person and feel their pain, but not feel any suffering as a result. Um, That's a beautiful place to be. And it allows you to, you know, finally dive into your empathy and your intuition without fear that you're going to hurt yourself or get confused or get lost or overwhelmed along the way. So, you know, empathy, empathy is the, the basic. It's the, the most foundational gift. And every single human being, unless they're broken in some way, every single person has empathy. It's hardwired in the brain. There are certain structures in the brain that are called mirror neurons. And the function of the mirror neurons is to help us have social cohesion, you know, to, to band together in a, in a social group. So if you see somebody cut their finger, you wince. Uh, you don't necessarily feel it exactly the way they feel it, but you can feel it when you see somebody hurt themselves. And this really does help us as human beings, because if you're a child, you know, we're often taught that um, what teaches you not to touch the hot stove is when you touch the stove and you burn your hands and you learn the lesson. Well, there are other ways to learn that lesson as well. You can see somebody else burn their hand and know because you felt it in your own body that you should never touch the stove when it's hot. So empathy really uh, helps us as a species. And the only people who don't have mirror neurons that function properly are, well, there are a lot of people who don't. Um, If your mirror neurons are not functioning properly, then you're likely either a sociopath or a psychopath, because those are the people who have no ability to feel what other people are feeling, and therefore they don't care about their impact on other people. But that's, that's, you know... Uh, <laughs> a broken version of, of what we're talking about. So uh, I'd like to, now that we have our connection set with everyone on the call, I'd like to do an enhancement of your, um, of your empathy and clear in, and kind of install within your subconscious mind how to and what it feels like to process the feelings of other people without getting overwhelmed by them. So say yes for that. We'll just let that energy flow. So this is to help you step into your empathy, which most people shut down the way I did because it's too painful to be carrying all that psychic energy from other people. And it's confusing. 
So essentially, this is an activation for empathy without overwhelm. And what we're doing is we're connecting with your higher self and drawing from your higher self the blueprints for empathy without overwhelm. So we're drawing out empathy as it's understood and enjoyed by your higher self and installing that in your current persona. In other words, we're bringing you, as you are right now, into alignment with your higher self when it comes to how you manage your empathy. Okay, beautiful. Everyone take a really deep breath and hold it for a moment. And then release when you're ready. Ah, so <laughs> thank you. That, that Wow, that feels good. I can feel like this wave of, of beautiful energy just um, propagating outward. And uh, I can feel people on the call tapping into other people on the call now in a way that they weren't before. It feels like we're merging together as more of a community now. So this is awesome. Um, wow. So you had talked about or you had asked about the connection between intuition and energy healing. And it's a, it's a major component of what I teach in Lightbridge Academy. Of course, I, I teach people how to do the Lightbridge technique and um, how to become a Lightbridge practitioner themselves if they're looking for a healing system that they want to either use personally or professionally. Um, and intuition is definitely a core element of it because um, – there are ways we can access the subconscious mind of other people to get information. And muscle testing is one such way, but it's a little bit cumbersome. It takes time. You have to train the person that you're tapping into. Uh, you have to train the client how to do the muscle testing and so forth. And sometimes you get um, results that are not accurate. Um, but if you develop your intuition, and you develop tools for intuitive diagnostics so you can tap into somebody's energy field and feel what the blockages are in their body, or you can scan their body and look at them and see like maybe dark spots or hot spots where uh, energy is either bunched up or it's not flowing at all. Um, that can really help you pinpoint what needs to be worked on if you're doing some energy healing. Um, now, I, as an energy healer, my primary gift is clairsentience. I feel things. Um, I'm not nearly as visual as most other people are. And a lot of people, when they're developing their intuition, the first thing they develop is their clairvoyance, their ability to see things psychically. I don't really see things psychically. Um, I feel things psychically. So when I'm working with a client and I connect energetically with them, if they're open and receptive to me, in a sense, stepping into their body and feeling what's there, then I can use my body as, as like a map to see where their blockages are. Um, and it takes some practice and, and you have to learn how to trust yourself because 
you know, we're trained to always second guess ourselves, especially in terms of things that we don't really have tangible physical evidence for. Uh, so for me, it, I really did not begin to expand my intuition greatly until I just learned to trust myself. I just eventually had to get to the point where um, I would just say whatever came into my head without analyzing it. Because as soon as I would analyze it, I'd be saying, well, here are 20 or 30 reasons why that might be wrong, and therefore I'm not going to say anything at all. And now I just kind of slip into the zone, and I talk, and whatever I say tends to uh, be accurate intuitively. So that really guides me in my energy healing. It helps me figure out where the blockages are, where the energy needs to go. Uh, does that answer the question that you had? Yeah, absolutely. It does. And um, also, I, I, um, I have another question about empathy and and um, hearing our intuition, because you talked about empathy and like being able to, to discern like between our own feelings and what we take from from others. It's it's really important because we see that in our life many times um, we take some decisions thinking that this is based on our own guidance, but at the end we discover it's it's not. Um, and also it's, it, it becomes at some point like maybe, how to say, we, we become maybe doubtful if, if this is a sign for us or if this is a guidance for us or not. Um, so, so for me, how, how to, um, like how to stay in, in that center, in that, um, place where we are able to, um, to really differentiate between those, um, like different guidance that we are receiving. Yeah, that's, that's, it's a skill that takes a lot of practice to develop. And I, I don't want to say that it's hard because it's really not hard. It just requires some commitment and self-awareness and a, a willingness to, you know, every now and then say, oh my God, I'm wrong about that. Um, so one of the things that happens with people is we, we tend to believe things because they feel true. And yeah. it's becoming, you know, more and more common for people to use their feelings as evidence for whether something is literally factually true or not. Now, if your intuition is very well developed and you are reasonably clear of, uh, you know, traumatic imprints and uh, things that kind of derail your intuition, if you're living life on your terms and you're, com and you're relatively free of belief systems that were imposed upon you by other people for whatever their political or religious agenda was, then your feelings will give you an accurate sense of what's true about reality. But the truth of the matter is most of us are not there. And just because something feels true doesn't mean it is true. It could be that it feels true to you because you are like passionately invested in, in a belief system that doesn't serve you or that was, was fed to you as a child or you picked up through trauma. So it does take a while to really kind of clarify um, the difference between what you feel to be true because of the way you were programmed as a child and what's actually true. And that requires a willingness to accept the fact that maybe there are some things that you're wrong about. Uh, and that's fine. That's just, uh, you know, we're not 
all right about everything all the time, and that's perfectly yeah. fine. Now, uh, so what it requires is something that I talk about. If, if people have studied with me, they know this is one of my absolute favorite topics. I go on and on about it. It's called discernment. And discernment has a lot of different components to it. Discernment is the ability to recognize the difference between what's authentically yours and what you've borrowed from somebody else. It's the ability to recognize immediately, instantaneously, when the anger that you're feeling or the pain that you're feeling in your, in your leg or in your heart, whether it's really your pain or whether you've just absorbed it from somebody else. So that's one kind of discernment. Another kind of discernment is the ability to recognize the difference between um, what's, you know, authentically true about reality and what is feels true because you're looking at reality through one of those pairs of goggles that I talked about earlier. Um, authentically, um, well, discernment requires that you let go of judgment. So in our three-dimensional reality, we all have like various judgments that we have where we, we think that this is good and that is bad, this is right and that is wrong. And when you look at things through the lens of judgment, you're always making these, these moralistic distinctions about right and wrong. When you let go of the judgment and step into discernment, the question of right or wrong no longer kind of rings in your ears. Instead, you're asking the question, is this liberating or is this limiting? So discernment is about recognizing what's liberating and what's limiting for you, as opposed to recognizing what is uh, right or wrong, good or bad. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense uh, right off the bat, because it does take yeah. a little little work with. But I think it's really beautiful to finally get to the place where you're focused on the question, does this belief system serve me or does it limit me in some way? Does this expectation that if I start a relationship, they're just going to dump me eventually, so what's the point of starting with it? Is that a an expectation that serves me or does it limit me in some way? Does the belief system that... Um, you know, I, I'm an idiot. You know, a lot of us have this belief system that we're no good for anything. We're worthless. Um, everything we touch turns to failure. Uh, does that belief system serve you or does it limit you? And once you recognize that distinction, then you can begin to let go of the ones that don't serve you. And what you'll eventually find is a lot of the things that we've been told are good and proper are actually limiting. And a lot of the things that we've been told are bad or uh, immoral or evil are actually liberating. So, and you'll discover that for yourself as you're working through your, your discernment and developing your intuition. Uh, does that help at all? <laughs> I know I've kind yeah. of gone down into a rabbit hole a little bit, but uh, no, I think it's a lot of yeah, I really loved what what you said. Um, and th like you said, like um, it, it does need to 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 let go of of judgment of what is right and wrong and be flexible because, like you said many times, like 
because of belief systems that we got from society and um, people around us, sometimes uh, like things that may serve us um, through the, uh, those limiting beliefs, they judge them as as wrong, um, and we we can experience we experience that in in our daily life. Um, and also maybe one more thing that can create um, how to say like confusion in toward the guidance that we receive is um, this fear that we have of missing out. Um, it's like Ooh. if if we don't act now uh, about what we are feeling, we will miss <laughs> something, and then it, we we become like really confused about the guidance and the signs, and at some point we just how to say. Um, try to calm down but still this this fear of missing out um it's like yeah. you know what's really uh, funny about that is that's um that's a marketing principle mm-hmm. um now with with older people with like baby boomers and so forth the the one of the major marketing principles was the fear of not fitting in so a lot of the advertising that was directed at, at people in the 1970s and 1980s was basically buy this product or you won't fit in with your friends and neighbors. And now with like millennials and Generation X people, the the thing that drives marketing is often fear of missing out. So either act now and take advantage of this or you will never have the opportunity again. And your friends who did take advantage of it will have um, an advantage over you. So it's kind of interesting the way like marketing trends are fitting the personalities of um, the, the different generations. Now your intuition will help you recognize whether whatever's being advertised to you is something that you actually need or not, Uh, whether you're being manipulated by marketing forces to think that you want something or think that you desire something when actually you have no need for it whatsoever. And if you'd never heard of it, you'd never feel like you're missing anything. So you're right about fear of missing out. Um, A lot of the marketing that we see today is all about fear of missing out, and that really confuses us. It makes us feel like, oh, my God, I'm living life badly because there are all these opportunities that I'm not taking advantage of, and therefore I'm screwing up my life. Uh, It's completely untrue because, you know, when you really look at the, uh, the truth of your reality, you have so many opportunities available to you at all times that you can't possibly take advantage of all of them. So who cares if you miss one or two opportunities? You know, who cares if you miss out on the opportunity that was advertised to you? There are a hundred others that are just as good, if not better. And once you get into that energy, you begin to recognize that, that wow, life can be a buffet if you want it. And oh. There's so many choices that if you don't, you know, if you don't get the garlic mashed potatoes off the buffet, you don't feel like you've missed out on anything. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, like when we believe in that about uh, missing out, it's, it's like against the fact that the universe is unlimited and mm-hmm. we are unlimited. So it's um, how to say it's, Maybe we can say this because we talk a lot about that, about our infinite part of ourselves and the universe. It's, this is, this always re- reminds us about that. 
um, the opportunities yeah. will, will never stop uh, being be available to us. Yeah. And it, it's nice to strike a balance because, you know, the fact of the matter is you are an infinite being. And ultimately, when you're in your higher dimensional state, there are no limitations. But the fact of the matter is also that you are a physical being in a physical body in a three-dimensional world having a linear time experience. And from that perspective, there are limitations and you can't do everything. So you, you might as well just enjoy whatever it is you're doing because you can't possibly take advantage of everything. You don't have that type of, of yeah. um, now the, the problem with that is, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are in the energy of, I can't stand my physical nature because I'm an infinite being, I'm a limitless being, and I should be able to live that that limitless, infinite experience in my physical body, but there are only so many hours in the day, that's that's frustrating for me. So, you know, I think it's really good to help people kind of stay grounded and recognize that we're here in this human body having this three-dimensional linear time experience, we chose this for a reason. And we didn't choose this in order to have a non-human experience. So I say just embrace the human ride while you're here, see where it takes you, learn what you need to learn from it, and then um, move on without regret. Does that make sense mm -hmm. at all? Yeah, it does. It does, absolutely. And it, it, it's like because we know how the, the physical experience works, like things maybe take time to um, to be created, to be, to be manifested. It's it's like knowing that we are infinite, but um, allowing also yeah. uh, time uh, for this to be manifested and reflected in our uh, reality. Um, so, yeah, yeah. something like this. So, so you're right, absolutely. And then, you know, on the one hand, you know that you are an infinite being and that you're, you have like this infinite potential available to you. But because you're in the physical body, for a lot of people who have that realization, it feels like a moral failing to get sick or it feels embarrassing to get sick or to have a setback of some sort because that's, that means that you're like living life badly or something like that. Those are, those are limiting belief systems. Um, you know, like I said, we're not here to have a non-human experience and to never, ever, ever get sick would be a non-human experience. So, you know, I'd like to help people find that, that balance within their lives. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Patrick. Um, so can we start taking questions from the audience? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. <laughs> um, all right. So, so everyone, um, if you are on the phone or the web call, you can raise your hand by pressing start two to talk to Patrick. And for those of you on the webcast page, you can type in your questions, um, on the question box. All right. So, um, we have a caller from Santa Fe. Uh, phone number ending with 8877. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. What a beautiful good call. Afternoon. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Love is the, it. Um, from, this is Eric in Santa Fe. Welcome. Thank Eric. you. I love Hi, the information Eric. on discernment and kicking the tires. 
That was a great uh, presentation. <laughs> My question was, um, I have quite a lot of intuition and I'm very open and a lot of information comes to me from my higher self mm -hmm. or spirit, if you will. But sometimes I don't listen. Yeah. And I I go down the wrong track or I do go the wrong direction. What I consider, if I had listened, it would have worked out a little better. Can you touch on that particular aspect of intuition, the listening part? Yeah. So, and I know a lot of people who have that, and sometimes it backs, backfires spectacularly for them. Because I know people who have had like horrific things happen in their life, and then later they say, "Oh my God, my higher self was screaming at me not to do that, and I chose to do it anyway." Um, you know, I was so I, I wanted something so badly that I didn't listen to any of the warning signs that my higher self was was bludgeoning me with, and now look where I've gotten. So it's a pretty common thing for people to either not listen to or not trust their uh, the messages they're getting from their higher self. And it, part of it is because when you're first like getting those higher dimensional messages, sometimes it's really hard to tell the difference between when they're fear-based and when they're actually truth-based. Um, so that that's one part of it. But I think the, the major part of it for most people is that they simply don't trust that voice. Um, so I think I want to do for everyone who's on the call right now, an attunement to bring you into deeper alignment with trust. So you can trust your intuition in the same way that your higher self would if it needed intuition. So everyone just kind of Reconnect with me if you've drifted away and simply allow an understanding of self-trust and of how to and what it feels like to trust your intuition as that's understood and enjoyed by your higher self. Allow that to emerge within your subconscious mind now. Take root. And we need to purge all of the regrets that you feel about not listening to your intuition and the fear associated with all the times that you thought you were listening to your intuition, but you were actually just listening to um, a desire, a, a, a selfish desire, and therefore that worked against you. So I want to clear any and all evidence that your intuition cannot be trusted and any and all regret about not trusting your intuition. They kind of feed off of each other. Okay. Beautiful. And then the other thing is that there are lessons to be learned when you go down the wrong path. So let's open up the possibility that no matter what decision you made, it was ultimately a good decision because either you accomplished something or you learned something, and both of those are positive outcomes. So let's absorb that as well. Yeah, okay. Now, everyone take a deep breath and hold it for a moment to lock all of that in. 
and release when you're ready. Oh. Okay, wow. Okay, so Eric, how do you feel? Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Did that uh do you have another question or did that cover it? Oh, that covered it. Okay. I know you have a lot of other callers. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. It's uh it's wonderful to hear from you. Thank you as well. Thank you, Eric. Um yeah, and, and that's one of the beautiful um beautiful call and uh really beautiful energy. Thank you so much, uh Patrick. And uh thank you, Eric, for calling in. Um let's see. Uh, so we have um a caller from San Diego, California, phone number ending with seventy three thirty two. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, what's your Hi, name? My name is Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi. You Hi. Know, this is, this... Yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> so it's interesting. It resonates with me the way you are explaining it. You know, and I love I love that last caller's uh, question. And I just feel like, you know, maybe I'm repeating myself. I feel like I'm in the same boat because it's, I want to do A, I want to do B, I want to do C, but is it right for me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, trusting my gut and part of me just says no and part of me says, oh, don't live a regret. And I'm just like mm-hmm. in the point where I feel like my life is upside down. And, yeah. you know, well, I don't one know. Of the who- things that I just, I, I'm sorry to like, I know it feels like I'm cutting you off, but it's because I've already tapped in energetically. No, no. And I can see that you're actually carrying a lot of imprints from your parents. And there's always this dialogue going on in the back of your mind, even if it's subconscious, about how will they react? How will they respond? Will they still love me if I do this or that? So there's this calculus going on about what is the best thing I can do that's best for me and will simultaneously please and impress other people. And I think that's where the confusion lies. Does that feel right? You know, it does. It, yeah. I, in a strange way, it does. Yeah. So I think partially what's going on is when you hear those different voices in your head that are saying, uh, giving you different messages about whether something you want to do is appropriate for you or not. Some of those voices are actually borrowed from other people who have an opinion about how you should live your life. And yeah, mm-hmm. and you were used to, especially when you were younger, other people telling you what to do and what to think and how to live and what to believe. And in, in fact, telling you who you are, that it got to the point where you could no longer really define for yourself who you are or what you wanted or uh, what your desires are. And therefore, like when an opportunity comes your way and you're asking yourself, do I want this or not? You also have the voice of that other person from your past who has an opinion about your life. So for everyone, let's let's do a, a cleansing of all of those voices of other people who traditionally have had an opinion on how you should live your life. Let's make it so that you can respectfully say, okay, that's your opinion. I don't need it anymore. I can make my own decisions. 
simply allow that that energy as your higher self would have it to emerge within you. Okay. Okay, so so Amy, did that was that helpful at all or did that miss the mark? No, actually that made a ton of sense. I yeah, I totally appreciate that. And I um I thank you for that. That was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Amy. And uh also thank you so much, Patrick, um, for the guidance. It's um do we have a caller from Dallas, uh, Texas, phone number ending with 8918. Hello. Hi, my name is Vicki. Hi, Hi Patrick. Hi, Vicki. How are you? Hi. Excellent. And this is an excellent call. Thank you. Thank you. And full disclosure, Vicki and I have worked together in the past. So, and, and like Eric and I knew each other as well, but uh, uh, Vicki's an active client. <laughs> And um, so my question is, oh, is there a way to, well, maybe that ain't the question because there's probably always a way to turn up the volume of your intuition and, mm -hmm. I, and I request that, but maybe that's not really what's going on. I think my question is, am I blocking or some part of me blocking or or like in your discussion before questions when you said there's fear and that can be blocking you getting your messages. Is that what's going on with me or is mm -hmm. it that I just need to somehow turn up the volume? Yeah, it's not that you need to turn up the volume. It's that you need to um, kind of separate out all the voices. Uh, so I don't know if that makes sense. So like for for everyone who's on the call right now, all of you, every single one of you has the ability to turn the volume of your intuition way up high. But almost every single person who has ever done that regrets doing it because then you get this cacophony of voices in your head and it's overwhelming. So a lot of us, we just naturally learn over time to keep our intuition at a low simmer. And, uh, you know, it, it just takes a couple of trips to the Walmart or somewhere to recognize that it's really easy to pick up on the psychic energy of other people. And therefore, it feels dangerous to keep it up uh, at too high a volume. Now, what you're used to, Vicki, is you, 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 your entire life, you've had your volume turned up pretty high. Your volume's up higher than that of most other people. Um, and going hand in hand with that is just um, just too many voices in the crowd for you to really differentiate what the messages are. So the goal isn't for you to turn down your intuition or turn it up higher. It's to mute all of those voices that are layered on top of the message it is that you're looking for. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So is there a way to where, I mean, when somebody asks, and this may be a wrong way of thinking about it, or, well, in misconceptions, don't make myself wrong here. Is there, it's my intuition. I am asking for my intuition. I'm not asking for everybody else's opinion. When I choose to follow or to ask my intuition, I'm asking 
for my higher self, not everybody else's voices. So Mm -hmm. how to hone in or maybe recognize when it's your intuition that is coming through. Maybe that's better what I'm trying to get to. Mm, yeah, and I'm not quite sure how to answer that because, <laughs> <laughs> because like, um, my my response is that all the information that's coming to you, it's all your intuition. It's all. Uh, so I think the question is, what is the best and highest solution for you, or what's of most benefit to you? What's most liberating and least limiting for you? Uh, so to I think ask if you set the question. Yeah, if you just set the intention of receiving answers that are in alignment with your deepest desires, then that would probably clarify some things. Um, because I think all the, the stuff that's coming in, that's all your intuition at work. Um, the, the proper or the effective thing would be to shut off the intuition that's not actually answering the question that you're asking. Yes. Can we do that? Is there a way to tune in for for that? (laughs) So so it's called focus. So for everyone, let's uh, uh, let's install a deeper ability to focus your intuition on whatever the question is that you have. Because the the problem with you is that. Your intuition is so well developed that whenever you open yourself intuitively, you open the floodgates. And we want to install the ability to open it up to the same volume, but to be focused on what comes through. Yeah, my intended question at that time, because like you said, the floodgates open, so I don't even recognize it as intuition. I'm like, okay, I don't have my intuition because I hear too much. Beautiful. So let's install focus for everyone, focused intuition. Um, And of course, you know, everyone on the call has a different intuitive technique. Some people are clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, clairgustant, so many different types of intuition. Mm -hmm. And um, you have the one that's the most confusing of all of them, and that is um, claircognizance. When the floodgates open on claircognizance, then it's it's um, it's hard to really figure out what's going on. So um, I'll explain what claircognizance is in a moment after the, after we finish here. Thank you. Okay, so everyone, take a really deep breath to lock in that uh, that ability to focus. Okay, now I want to round this out just really quickly with a stronger ability to turn up, turn down, turn on, and turn off your intuition when appropriate. So everyone just kind of allow that energy to flood within you as well. And we'll clear away any and all belief systems that tell you that you have no control whatsoever over the volume. When the fact of the matter is you have an intuitive dimmer switch. You can you can use it just like a, a dimmer light switch. You can turn it up, down, on, and off whenever you want. Okay. Beautiful. Everyone take a really deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. Okay, beautiful. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you. Thank you. So I mentioned that 
claircognizance takes a little more, you know, experience and effort to manage because claircognizance is simply knowing. Um, thoughts, awarenesses, understandings just emerge fully formed in your brain. You don't hear words. Nobody explains it to you. You don't see anything. It just, boom, it's there. It turns on like a light switch. And that's really confusing for people who have claircognizance because information can come in so fast that you're not able to process it. Uh, the other thing is subconscious fears, subconscious expectations and judgments, they can also emerge fully formed in your brain, in your consciousness, in an instant. And it's hard to tell the difference between a subconscious fear and a claircognizant awareness sometimes. Um, so you, over time, you'll, you develop a stronger ability to clarify the difference between your subconscious telling you something and your claircognizance telling you something. So I hope that makes sense. Does it make sense to you, Mansaf? Yeah, it does absolutely. Um, beautiful. And yeah, yeah, and I, I experienced it several times, like in in my life, like just having this instant knowing about um, about like things that's something that can serve me or uh, or not. So yeah, thank you, thank you so much, Patrick, and thank you, Vicky. And we have um, a question also on the webcast. We don't have the name of the listener. So um, what is the difference between intuition and empathy? <laughs> empathy is a type of intuition. So uh, intuition is like a broad spectrum category for any time you pick up information from a non-physical, non-tangible, logical source. So intuition includes your gut feelings about things, your uh what you pick up from other people, what you see in holographic vision or remote viewing, all of that is intuition. So the so once again, that broad spectrum definition of intuition is any information that you receive that comes from a non-tangible source. And empathy is one type of intuition. The thing about empathy is it's the type of intuition that's most directly wired into the brain and it's the most universal. Uh, in fact, you know, if you don't have clairvoyance or you don't have clairaudience, you can live a very comfortable, successful, happy life. And a lot of people do. If you don't have empathy, you're a train wreck or you hurt other people and end up in jail. So that's, that's essentially the, the difference there. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Patrick. And um, yeah, thank you for our listener. Great question. Let's see. We have um, a caller from Michigan, phone number ending with 2378. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you, Mansaf? Great. Is it Destiny? <sighs> yeah, this is Destiny. Hi, Destiny. Hi, Destiny. Oh, this Hey, this call's been awesome, Patrick. You're so great at explaining stuff so that we can easily comprehend it and absorb it and very good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the very first thing that I heard you say when I picked up this call was um, talking about um, poverty consciousness. Mm. And you know what? Right now, I think I think that's part of my problem. I think yeah. 
I'm wondering if, if there's some kind of something we can do to um, uh, calm that down or shift it out, <laughs> weep yeah. it away. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. I, I'll I'll give the caveat first of all that it's not directly related to the material we're covering today, but uh, there's a way that we can make it uh, relevant. So <laughs> here's here's Thank the thing: you. poverty consciousness is something that is trained into people. Um, all of yeah. the belief systems that come together to form poverty consciousness, which include, for example, I'm unworthy of success, I'm unworthy of wealth, I'm not allowed to have wealth, it's dangerous for me to have money, uh, if I have money, there will be un unintended consequences, it will complicate my life, uh, I'm cursed and therefore I'm you know, destined yeah. to be poor, um, and, and all of the other belief systems that they kind of coalesce, they support each other, they're tied together in this interwoven ball of belief systems, and that is what's called poverty consciousness. And you can have yeah. wealth consciousness. Um, there are all sorts of different types of consciousness that you can have. All of them are like these interwoven balls of belief systems that reinforce each other. So you could go through individually and clear all of those beliefs. The fact that they are interwoven and they support each other and they reinforce each other, uh, that's why I like to do the belief sculpting so I can massage all of those different beliefs simultaneously. So, so here's how it fits in with intuition. Almost every single belief system that you have about how much money you're allowed to have, what your financial set point is, what money means to you, what the dangers are of having money and so forth, almost all of those were taught to you by somebody else who was also living in poverty consciousness. So when you feel that you're not worthy of wealth or you feel that it's not worth it to try something because it's just a waste of time and energy or it's a waste of money, that's not your intuition speaking. That's the programming that somebody else gave you that's limiting you. So your intuition is going to tell you like the opposite. Um, you're, if you were really intuitively connected, you would recognize that money is energy and you have access to that energy at all times. You just need to learn the skills to use or wield the energy uh, and mold it to whatever your desires are. So the reason this is connected with intuition is because all of those voices, those limiting voices from other people who told you that you are not worthy of success or that you're cursed with poverty, uh, all of those voices drown out your intuition. And when you, when a belief about money comes to the surface, it feels true to you, but it's not really your intuition speaking. Uh, it feels true to you because you have a vast storehouse of self-validating evidence that tells you that it's the truth of your reality. So we need to clear all of that away in order to Ooh. allow the intuition to come forth. So <laughs> you are good. That is, yeah. Wow. You are, woo. That was good. <laughs> yeah. So th this was a big thing. So we're going to do, um, I think what we'll do is like a clearing of 
I know this sounds like a, a left turn, but it's really not. A clearing of any and all dogmatic imprints, that is, belief systems that were fed to you that you never verified, and you were basically told that you must believe this because these are inviolable truths about reality. Any and all dogmatic beliefs that were fed to you about money, let's clear them all right away so you can mm. step into what's true for you about money. So everyone, just uh, Thank you. clear away all of the dogmatic imprints. And I, I can see in the group right now, there's so many dogmatic imprints that tell you that money is the root of all evil, or love of money is the root of all evil, that money is dirty, it's dangerous, it corrupts, that wealthy people are um, terrible people. So let's clear all of that away. Because, you know, the fact of the matter is, if you believe that all wealthy people are dirty and evil and heartless and destructive, then you'll never allow yourself to be wealthy yourself. You don't want to turn into something you'll hate. So just clear all of that away. And allow the clear voice of your intuition to rise to the surface. And that clear voice of your intuition is going to help you recognize opportunities when they emerge and give you the motivation to take action when you do see an opportunity emerge. Okay. Okay. So that's what our point of focus is right now. Clearing away the cacophony so that your intuition can emerge and tell you when there's an opportunity available to you and to tell you that it's safe for you to take action to step into that opportunity. Okay, beautiful. Everyone take a really deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <Dustin. laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Woo, that was great. Thank you yeah. so much. That was fun. Thank you so much, Many, many. Thank you. Thank you both. Blessings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Patrick. That that was really, really powerful. And, uh, yeah, I, I love that that she brought um, this subject because um, I feel like so many uh, relate to that, and there are so many like how to say limiting beliefs from the collective that we need to release and clear uh, about this subject. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to kind of round that out a tiny bit because I can feel some of this energy is in the group. Um, you may know in your heart that money is energy and that there are abundant resources available to you and everyone else in the universe. But there's still this feeling in a lot of you that money is a zero sum game and that if other people have more money, it means there's less left over for you. And what I can also feel in a lot of people is that uh, the feeling that if you have more money, it means you're depriving somebody else. 
and both of those belief systems have got to go because they're both limiting. One tells you that you can't have more because those greedy people over there have stolen it all. And the other one tells you you can't have more because you're hurting somebody else by stepping into abundance. Um, they're both limiting and neither of them is true because the fact of the matter is money is energy. And if you play with the energy, it, it, it doesn't mean that uh, you having more energy means somebody else must have less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Patrick. And um, yeah, we have um, a caller from Waterbury, phone number ending with um, 8393. Hello. Hi. My Hi. name is Anne. Anne, Hi, my Anne. name is Anne. Hi, Thank Anne. Thank you for taking my call. Hi. Um, I know that I'm caught um, clear cognizant. Mm -hmm. um, and I totally don't understand my relationship to money. Um, I know right now that I'm, I'm in a very um, solitary environment, but I think I asked for that. Um mm -hmm. I feel like people are not listening to me. I don't know whether that's something I really need anymore. Um, yeah. So can I, I, I dive right I, in? I, yeah, can go I ahead. Can I dive right ahead. in before you say more? <laughs> because, yeah. uh, because I feel like what's going on partially with you is a belief system that in this lifetime you are supposed to support yourself and that therefore support oh. from other people is something that is, it's not dangerous, it's not bad to have, but it feels like a failure if you need somebody else in your life or you need a support system. So there's some belief system in there that says that you have all the gifts necessary to have a really magnificent, beautiful life, but you must do it on your own. And if you do it with the help of anyone else, then it's it's not as fulfilling or it's not as big a victory. So there's this, this drive in you to um, almost reject support when it's offered to you and only accept support when you desperately need it. Does that make sense? That makes sense, but it's more of an annoyance than... That, what is an annoyance? Than, than something I dread, the support. It's more of... I was I was built to be independent. Yeah, and independence has always supported. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So that's the belief system that I'm picking up on, and the fact of the matter is, it's really magnificent and astounding and wonderful and glorious to be able to live independently. Um, but. but the belief system that you have is I must live independently. It's the only option available to me. Anything else is evidence of failure. So we need to well, clear always, that away. Yes. So yes, you can it always has been. Yeah. So so here's what happens. You um are the energy that I'm I picking pick up people, in you. No, I pick people to fulfill the model. I create yeah. my own failure. Well, that everyone okay. does that. <laughs> we, no matter what you believe about yourself, whether it's positive or negative, you will always attract into your life people who support that belief. Um, right. In other right. words, 
no matter what you believe about yourself, you will always attract into your life people who prove you right. So right. if you believe I must be independent, then you attract into your life a lot of people who want you to be independent and they feel resentful if if you need to ask them for a favor. So right. let's clear all of that away because on the one hand, it's wonderful to have this energy of independence. But on the other hand, it's also limiting to be so independent that it feels like you've like it's annoying or it's frustrating or it makes your skin crawl to need connection or support from other people. Okay. Okay, and we want to make it so you have the best of both worlds and you're you're free to ask for help whenever you need it. And you're free to live as independently as you want at the same time. Okay, so, uh, and this is, I, I'm applying this to everyone in the group as well. If this is energy that is appropriate for you, it's, um, it's impacting everyone who needs it. Um, yeah. Okay, so as I mentioned, I cut you off and just like dove right in because I saw something that was calling out for attention. Did I get to right. what your ultimate question was going to be? Well, that probably is the crux of the matter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's like a feeling of distrust of other people until you yes. really know them. It's like the the automatic stance that you have when you when you encounter someone new or even somebody in your family, somebody that you've known your entire life. There's this automatic stance of um, defensiveness, like you're right. It's not quite bracing for impact energy, which a lot of people on the call have. It's a yellow alert energy when you when you're okay. interacting with other people. So let's clear that away. Yeah, we're clearing away the energy of yellow alert. Yeah, the danger is just around the corner, so you need to be on your guard. So there's a lot of energy that gets poured into that. Yeah, okay, beautiful. Everyone take a really deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. Okay, beautiful. And how do you feel? Um, almost tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's typical. <laughs> but but the other part of what you're saying is, I don't. I don't know. I know I'm special, but I don't feel like I'm part of. I'm special. I don't I, I don't feel like I'm part of that family of the family. I'm it's very hard for me to get close to it because I don't feel like I'm part of yeah. what's here. Well that's that's I am, just the, I am something very different. I know that, yeah. 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 But maybe there's a way you can be different and be integrated at the same time and you've never given yourself that option. 
the feeling, I, the I belief system is, if I'm different. Scary. I, I find that scary. I want yeah, to be different. So that, that's what we're working. That's what we cleared. That belief system that because I'm different, I'm not allowed to interact with the people that I'm different from. And it's entirely possible for you to be completely and radically different from the people in your family and still um, be a part of that group. Um, would so, never yeah. be accepted, would never be accepted. Got to clear that belief, yeah, because, you know, okay, maybe that's you. just a belief. Thank you. Thank you, okay. thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anne. Um, thank you. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Anne. And uh, thank you, Patrick. That was really, really powerful. Um, yeah, we have just a few minutes left. Can we take one more question from sure. the, the webcast? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So we have Michelle Olivier from Austin. She, she wrote, um, can you talk about um, intuition and love? I have limited beliefs um, about being too old, too late, um, 54, never been married, and um, I'm ready to settle down. Mm -hmm. So part of what I'm picking up with you is belief systems that were kind of droned into you that were never logically analyzed, that were based on um, models that other people set. So what do I mean by that? Um, the feeling that you're picking up is that within your family history and within your cultural heritage and your um, family background and so forth, people have an expiration date when it comes to love. And if you're not settled down by the age of 35 or 40, it's never going to happen to you. And because you're so far past 35 or 40, the it's long since set in that it's never going to happen at all. You, you actually, the way I'm feeling it, you actually picked up that belief 10 or 15 years ago. It's not something recent. Uh, it's just getting more pronounced now because there are other factors in your life, for example, you know, reaching the menopause age and so forth that are magnifying that belief that it's too late for me. The fact of the matter is, with regard to love, it's never too late. So I want to clear for everybody on the call right now, any and all belief systems that tell you, I'm too old for this, I'm too old for that, it's too late for me to start, I'm too far gone to reverse things now, I'm too old for love, I'm too old for financial success, I'm too old to start a career, I'm too old to learn how to play the guitar, I'm too old to start a new hobby, anything of the sort. For any and all belief systems that that essentially are, I have reached an expiration date of some sort, let's get the truth about all those beliefs as understood by your higher self and clear them now. Beautiful. Now, the fact of the matter is with love and romance, you starting a relationship in your mid-50s, that relationship will look different than a relationship that you would have started in your 20s. And maybe that's exactly right for you. Maybe the relationship that you've been in desire of your entire life could only emerge in your 50s. And that if you had 
had embraced a relationship earlier, it wouldn't have worked because it wasn't the type of relationship that you're in alignment with. So it's going to open up the possibility that rather than it's too late for me, that up until now it's been too early for me. And now is the prime time for me to start doing this. So to install that for everybody as a possibility. Okay. And then let's also clear away any and all um, aging templates that were modeled by your parents. Anywhere where you've seen, okay, at age 48, my mother developed diabetes, therefore I'm going to get it after the age of 48. Um, when my mom was in her 60s, she became obese, therefore that's the pattern that I'm supposed to live. Uh, my father died at age 70, therefore I'm going to die at 70. Any and all um, what we call uh, um, biomimetic mimicry, anywhere where you mimic the aging process of your parents, thinking that because you share the DNA, that's the way you must age. Let's clear all of that away. Okay, and of course, it's not just physical aging, it's it's everything with life. My parents retired at age 65, therefore, I'm not allowed to work past 65. Those types of beliefs, let's clear them all. And replace them with a deep awareness that you are powerful and you have the freedom to live life on your terms no matter how old you are. Okay, now I'm picking up pushback from a couple of people that are in their later years. What I'm hearing is, but I'm on a fixed income, I can't do that. So let's clear that belief as well, because maybe you're not on a fixed income. Maybe there are multiple streams of revenue that are open to you, and you have fixated on that one one income that's surefire, and you're shutting down all the others. So let's just open that up. Okay, beautiful. Everyone take a really deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was really, really amazing. Thank you so much, Patrick. And thank you, Michelle, for, for asking this question because... Um, I feel it's it's really important for all of us because there are we are picking many um, limiting beliefs related to age and what is possible um, when we grow up um, and like we know within our heart that this is this is not not true for us but um, we need to have this how to say energy clearing and act, activation so we can um, let go of of the, those um, energies and beliefs that we we pick up. Yes. Um, so yeah, thank you again, Patrick. Very grateful to you um, for for this, the, the guidance you gave to Michelle and or our audience and uh, um, the guidance you gave us um, in the beginning of the call about the subject that was really, really inspiring and um, the activations were really beautiful. So really thank mm -hmm. you so much for that. And also I forgot to mention that he is offering a free gift um, to us, which is empathy without overwhelm. So I would love uh, if you can talk about that, uh, Patrick. Yeah, it's uh, it's similar to what we did earlier in the session. So 
um, you know, most people get overwhelmed by their empathy because they're never even told that they have it. So you go through a lot of your early years just like I like I did as an energetic sponge picking up on everyone else's energy, and it really befuddles you. Uh, so this is designed to help you manage your empathy without uh, letting it get out of hand or make you feel sick or overwhelmed. Um, and it's really especially helpful if you're going into a public place where you know there's a lot of energy bouncing around, especially negative energy, such as, you know, riding a subway or um, going to the Walmart or some other place where uh, it's not always a pleasant experience. Going to the uh, <laughs> Department of Motor Vehicles, you get your driver license, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Patrick. Very grateful to you. And yeah, everyone, you will find the link um, to the gift on, on the both the, the webcast page and also later on the on the replay page. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you again, Patrick, for everything, and uh, thank you everyone for being here for uh, sharing with us your your beautiful energies, and thank you uh, for those of you who asked their questions. Um, uh, they were really really um, really powerful ones, and they brought um, some some deep healing and and guidance from from Patrick. So thank you so much for that, and um, yeah, so so I'm sending you so much love, and uh, I will see you on the next call. Bye bye, everyone. Bye-bye, everyone. Love, light, and joy to you all. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, uniqueness, U-N-I-Q-U-E-N-E-S-S.com. -S 